This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? untalented gays please report to the principal's office guess that's you guys tonight is our night we're getting i'm gonna talk to Brittany. you get that isabel what would i say hey girl how's your boyfriend we were just practicing for our self-defense club it's like, like a fight club yes welcome to our fight club BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. And today, uh, in honour of, well, yesterday's Fight Club <laughs> throwback, <laughs> um, we are talking about... It's the stuff we missed, actually, because it never made it to our screen. I think very shortly you are going to understand exactly why. But um, we are talking about Bottoms, which is a... Um, teen comedy high school sex satire which is directed by uh, Emma Seligman um, who co-wrote it with Rachel Senot who also stars in it along with Ayo Edabiri. So I have a deep and abiding love for the high school comedy um, genre because you know it, it, it has all of the people on the on the brink of adulthood uh, all those struggles around identity and being liked but at the same time uh, it's really ripe for comedy as well as drama right um i enjoyed this a lot especially because it flips it flips a lot of the tropes that you are used to from the genre of movies um it also just has really good performances i will say though that i kind of wish this was one of the movies that i kind of wish i hadn't been so tuned into the hype before i watched it because i feel like it set me up to a standard that maybe the movie was never going to meet um I can get I can get into why this didn't always work for me later. Suffice to say, I enjoyed this a lot without necessarily thinking it's as great as it's being made out to be. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think the hype is a problem. Part of it is also that Ayo Edebiri is fresh off the bear. Yes. And so she's very beloved. She's become kind of an internet sensation as well. So for all those reasons, and because Bottoms is a very, very Gen Z movie, um, I think the hype is partly, I'm not blaming her, but the hype is partly to do with her stardom and, and her particular brand of stardom in comedy, um, which is actually how I first heard about the movie. I I kind of... Mm, I get what you're saying about the, the expectations surrounding it, but because the movie sounded so odd from the get-go, um, as you heard in that clip... It um, is very odd, actually. Yeah, the yeah. entire premise is um, you know based on a high school fight club, except it's really ineffectual and the whole thing is really <laughs> just to try and get a bit of uh, physical romance in, in one's <laughs> life. Um, so because the movie's premise was so odd, like so fundamentally odd... I couldn't have expectations because I just didn't know how to anticipate the film. So the premise is very odd and actually it is one of my favourite things about the movie. Um, it is also actually shamelessly, simultaneously an homage to Fight Club. Yes. As well as a send-up of the premise of Fight Club. Um, and, and all of the stuff you said, the fact that ineffectually Fight Club, actually it's like, 
if real people did this, this is exactly how it would turn yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. People don't know how to fight each other. It's not going to turn into a basement barroom brawl. It's very much more likely going to be a bunch of people in a gym not knowing how to throw punches. Um, not but, knowing how to avoid or throw punches. No, but that's it. The movie does manage to pull up, pull off some really cool sequences of physical violence that are both funny and kind of, I want to say, like, girl power empowering in a very particular way. And I enjoyed that a lot too. Um, I, I'm still thinking about what it is that didn't work for me because I couldn't put my f- finger on something exact. It might be that in the end, I didn't feel a whole lot. Um, as in, I had a great time, came out, don't remember as much of it as I'd like to. Yeah, I, I think of this as a Saturday afternoon comedy. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily something that I have really strong feelings for. Um I think the best teen movies at some point should bring you back to feeling as you did when you were a teenager. Um, They should bring you back to feeling something. Um, You know, you should feel, even if you don't shed a tear, you should feel like maybe you're going to cry when the main character cries. You know, that kind of stuff. The the very highs and lows of teenage emotions. And Bottoms didn't necessarily do that for me. What I will say it did was I laughed out loud a lot. Yes. Um, the script is really sharp and funny. Uh, the physical comedy is very good. The, the satire, I think part of what you're talking about is that the satire could have been maybe more political, um, maybe a little more, a little sharper. No, and the the writing about the movie makes it out that it is very political, mm. um, which is a bit misleading. And, and it's maybe the kind of baggage that shouldn't have been heaped on the movie. Because um, if you read the headlines around it, a lot of people are like, this is the this is the teen comedy we need. This is what representation looks like. Um, making sharp commentary on romance and relationships today. I'm does kind of do that, but it also is just a bit of a screwball thing. Lah. And maybe we didn't need to front load it with so much expectation. So the I've already explained the premise of the movie, but just to reiterate, Bottoms focuses on two, they'll call themselves this, so I think I can, um, two high school losers. So it's, it's a pair of girls, um, one of whom is named PJ, the other of whom is named Josie, and they are both gay. Uh, they have not had any romantic experience and in their senior year, that's what they're looking for, that's what they want. Um, they somehow accidentally become famous for not really assaulting a football player. <laughs> they, they didn't really do anything, but somehow the story got out that they did and then they decide they're going to parlay that newfound notoriety to start a fight club it, under the assumption that lots of girls will want to come to this fight club and that they will then use that as an opportunity to um, score. Yes, to score, um, <laughs> uh, to, to get to know people better. Um, so that's the premise. And the background of this is also that there is an upcoming big football game with a competing school and that competing school is being used as a, they're very violent. That's why you need to protect yourself with a fight club. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and that's a lot. And it's a, it's not even really a 90 minute movie. It's an 80 minute movie. Yes. So partly it's that actually these things all happen at like breakneck speed. Um, and some of those things they don't really revisit. So when people talk about, oh, they're going to attack us and hurt us, there isn't a lot of indication of where this kind of fear is coming from, except people keep talking about it. That and the story needs it for, yes. for its climax. So a lot of the stuff in the movie, um, 
happens because the story needs it to happen. And maybe that's a little bit of the problem. Um, also, those emotional high and low notes that you talked about weren't necessarily given room to breathe. The acting is actually very good. Everyone who plays... Um, who plays their role, uh, whether it's Ayo Edebiri who just knocks it out of the park, uh, Rachel Sennott, but even all the supplementary characters, right? They do a really good job embodying their characters, but they're not given time. Most of them are not given enough time for you to like them enough. If you think about the the greatest teen comedies that you can think of, uh, whether it's Clueless, whether it is 10 Things I Hate About You, the supporting characters are actually very important because you're meant to be able to identify with them. Right. And I think here they're not really meant that way, right? Yes. They're, they're more meant as um, gentle caricatures mm. in some ways. And the, the film, I mean, I called our two main characters losers earlier and that's important because they are coming at it very much from a loser's perspective and they're trying to get cheerleaders and and that's in some ways what the whole movie is is like everybody's a type mm. no they are um and i also think that you know the best thing about these kinds of stories is this idea of actually representation doesn't have to be thrown in your face or circled with a big red marker it can be a story that everybody can relate to and oh it just happens to be about people like this, right? Um, and I think this story, divorced from the larger cultural social media conversation, could very much have been that. Um, the other small problem I have with it, and, and I'm saying all this with the caveat that I actually did very much enjoy this, the movie can't seem to nail what tone it wants. Does it want to be a sort of heightened, crazy, these things can't possibly be real sort of movie? Or does it just want to be a comedy but also fairly rooted in realism? And it kind of veers all over the place in terms of that approach. Yeah, I, I don't think it ever really manages to decide what it was trying to do. But um, let us know. We're talking today about Bottoms. It's the stuff we missed. Have you watched it yet? Do you plan to? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. Get out of the car. You can't tell me what to do! Yeah, no, you can't. Okay, I'm sorry that I looked at Mrs. Riley and lightly grazed her left. all right? Move, you <sighs> uh, Excuse me, she said move. Don't talk to me, you okay? I do not talk to girls in overalls. Okay, and... I might be ugly, but these aren't overalls. Isabel, get out of the freaking car! Get out! Get out! I Come feel on. like we should Guys. just... Drive. Oh, yeah. Let's just go. You're being really just, mean just, right just now. Move. Move. He's gonna move. We're about to drive. Should we drive? Just drive. Josie, go. Drive. Oh my god. BFM 89.9, <laughs> you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. And together we're reviewing. Bottoms. It's a stuff we missed. It came out earlier this year, never really made its way to our cinema. I think was never going to, frankly, and is now out. I'm so sorry. I realized I forgot to say on Amazon Prime. So I think um, we were talking earlier about the tonal shifts. I, I'd like to talk a little bit about, um, I'm not saying this, uh, the movie is saying this, what is the least important part of the film and that uh, is the male characters <laughs> yes. because the the guys are Jeff. <laughs> the guys are drawn terribly. They're meant to be right. Um, 
we said caricatures earlier, but the truth is that the main characters have actually quite a lot of personhood. You understand who they are, you know that they've been friends for a long time, it's all that good stuff. Um, but the guys are played for laughs on purpose. Yes. I didn't mind it. It was funny. No, no, I, I didn't it mind was, it either. Yeah, yeah, it was very broad. Like, and it was very intentionally broad, right? Um, and and they are not even caricatures in the traditional sense. They are not dumb jocks or anything like that. They are almost like man babies. Like that actually seems to be the only word I can think of to describe the 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 most of the men in this in this film. Um, again, very intentional. I can imagine it wouldn't sit right with everyone. Um, But it was funny. It was very funny. And I think that the movie was clever in in saying, well, you know, we are doing a high school story. But in many ways, the story isn't about the boys. And that's okay. I think maybe this movie is actually best understood as um, not entirely real. Um, And Mm. and if you go at it or or if you go to it with the perspective that we're not supposed to believe that this is really a real high school, that this is 100% um, a real place with real people, if you recognise that sort of heightened tone that the comedy has, then I think the whole movie makes a lot more sense. And the male characters actually really drive that home because they're not meant to be real at all. There's no part of them that is at all... um, believable or I, I think even meant to realistically represent men. Um, it's it's actually, they're just there as a foil to what uh, PJ and Josie are trying to do or trying not to do in some cases. So weirdly, it made me think of uh, Cabin in the Woods, um, maybe because of the high school, you know, satire st- style, but also because Cabin in the Woods really leans into the this can't possibly be real. We're going to take a premise that starts off seeming real and then just goes full tilt into crazy and it's great. Um, I kind of wish Bottoms had done that because Mm. actually the final bit uh, in the football field, I don't want to give it away. I enjoyed that tremendously because that's when it, it suddenly gets crazy. Yeah, full on nuts. Full on. There's like awesome background music. They're like girls just doing all sorts of violence and it's great. But it doesn't quite lay the tracks to get there meaningfully. It's funny that you um, draw the comparison to Cabin in the Woods because I can understand that. But I was actually thinking about you are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Oh, yeah. Um, And that is because... The, the two movies have at their heart very different and, and the ages are different. That's very important to say because these girls are um, driven by desire, actually. Um, whereas You Are So Not Invited is a very innocent picture. But I was thinking about both because they have at their hearts intense and passionate female friendships mm. um, that are very closely tied together, um, th- that have these groups of, you know, kind of oddball but lived-in characters. And... I, I think actually for me, the reason why I was thinking about the, the Sandlers um, is because I wish that this film had explored the friendship a little bit more. Yes. So I'm glad you brought up the You Are So Not Invited to the Bat Mitzvah example because um, I never, in that film, the, the the friendship was what drives the story, right? In Bottoms, I never bought into their friendship. Right. We're told at the start they're friends. And that's really it. So I think it's really best thought of as a sex comedy satire, mm. more so than it is a, uh, more so than it being a a high school movie. Although it is a high school movie, but it's a high school movie in a high school that can't possibly exist. Yeah. You know, um, it's not really about friendship. Um, it's 
And we keep saying all these things. Uh, while I, I would like to remind everyone again, it's a very fun movie. Yes, it I is enjoyed it a fun. lot. Um, yeah. It's fun, it's funny, it's light. I think that what we're trying to get at is that at the end of it, it just doesn't feel very substantial. And and I think that's what we're trying to talk about, the, the things that could have given it more substance. The question, I guess, is whether we really think it needed the substance or whether it's fine as it is. I don't know if it needed substance. I think it needed to pick what it was doing and do that well. Um, and for me, it feels a little bit like it had many different things it was trying to do. It got 75% of the way with almost all of them, but didn't quite get 100% with anything. It's. Uh, I also wonder whether this is because, I, and I say this knowing how old I'm going to sound, um, but whether in some ways the teenage experience has also changed a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that because frankly, hormones will be hormones. And so I, I think that the the highs and lows, the intensity, the I hate you and the slamming of the door, all that stuff, um, I'm not sure that ever really goes away from a teen movie because fundamentally it's still going to be about teenagers. But I do think that um, from era to era with the introduction of things like social media, with the acknowledgement that people are also growing up um, a lot quicker, that teens today are not the same as teens in the 90s or the 80s. Um, I wonder whether this sort of tonal disaffectedness is what you would expect from a Gen Z movie. So I actually just looked it up and I was thinking about this during the movie as well. Both Ayo Edebiri and Rachel Sanot are 28 years yes, old. Yes, yes. And the movie was made very recently. So not when they were significantly younger either. So in a way, the comparison to Bat Mitzvah, again, um, I wonder whether part of the thing with this movie is that it it is exactly the movie written by a bunch of much older people to try and capture a teenage experience of today. Um, and so maybe it feels like there is a little bit of dissonance there because a lot of what a lot of the the, the funny, a lot of the heightened humor actually is coming from a place of I'm an adult and I think this works. Um, Whereas with Bat Mitzvah, the actresses playing the the girls were exactly the age they needed to be. And I think that makes a difference. Yeah, they were really young. Um, it is also, I guess, at this point, just worth saying that, as you can tell, it's a very all-female team mm. um, directed by Emma Seligman, uh, who co-wrote it with Rachel Sennott. Um, Most of the cast are female. So in that sense, I, I thought that it's an interesting take on a teen movie, um, partly because, and also because, in the past, teen movies about girls would have been about pining for boys. And, and there is a fundamental shift here, um, which allows the story to go in some interesting ways while also retaining some familiar beats. I also love the Girl Fight Club. I really yeah. did. It was so much fun They're very watching. bad at it. Yeah, though. they're very bad at it, but their, their chemistry as a group is great. Um, it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch a group of women um, kind of just do nutty things on screen. I would recommend it also as a double bill with Fight Club. Yes. I think it actually does work. It <laughs> genuinely works. literally a scene where someone goes, I love David, Li uh, David Lynch, Pula, David Fincher. And I was just like, I wanted to cheer. I was like, this is so clever. So we're talking today um, about Bottoms, which is actually something that we missed um, um, it never made its way onto our screens, but it is a kind of semi-raunchy, queer, high school comedy that has been making the rounds at the festivals. Um, it's been getting quite a lot of love online, so we wanted to just check in, and we both liked it quite a bit. Let us know if you've watched it. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, 
If you liked it, if you didn't, we want to hear why. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.